Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Davidson. And I'm Bill Smith. And it's time for the news from TrekNews.net. <laughs> Got to start this up. It's been a while. <laughs> Spanning the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> For all the news on all the Star Trek stuff. It's treknews.net. Oh, sorry. What? Are you okay? It's been a while. Did you, did you bust a gasket I can't or hit that G-clef note or whatever it's called. I'm concerned that you had to use a pull start motor to start up your your audio. You know what? Um, you go with what works. Well, in your case, it's very little. Online <laughs> at treknews.net. Welcome, everybody, to the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast from Trek Geeks, bringing you all the Trek news in 15 minutes or less for the week of July 7th, 2022. Buddy, it's been a long time since we've done news. <laughs> yes. Um, in between a ransomware attack at work, mm-hmm. in between COVID, in between um, trip to the Chicago convention, and this is not in an order. No order. Anyway. And then more COVID. Yeah. Uh, and then more COVID. Um, but here we are. We're back. And it's it's good to talk about Trek things. It, it's, it, when is it not good to talk about Trek things? A fair point. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's great to be back. And, and I've missed it. I, I missed the song. I missed the ditty. So I'm glad I was able to kind of do it because it really went bad at the end, but that's okay. I'll practice and I'll get better for next time. Well, we're back, baby, and we can't wait. Uh, Dan, up first this week, it looks like Star Trek Prodigy is coming to Nickelodeon this week. Yeah, very excited about this. This coming Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Star Trek Prodigy will make its weekly debut on the Nickelodeon cable channel. And following the debut, episodes will become available on the Nick.com website, the Nick app, and also on Nick On Demand. Now, also, the remaining 10 episodes of Prodigy's first season are supposed to start airing on Paramount Plus later this year, Uh, and one has to think that it likely will be after Nick airs the first 10, which makes perfect sense. I am dying for the pickup of this season one to begin again because the first 10 episodes were just absolutely fantastic. They really are. I like that they're releasing them weekly on Nickelodeon for, you know, the kids who don't have access to Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Just about every cable system in the United States and probably North America has access to Nickelodeon. Right. Um, and I'm sure that this will also involve some international viewing as well, because I know Nick is available in other countries. Um, but I, I think that this is a really good thing. I, I wish that um, they, in a way they do this with lower decks, perhaps on a different cable channel yeah maybe on a cb a different cbs owned cable channel um simply just to expose the viewers of course that brings to the discussion well why don't they just release it to cable anyway Mm -hmm. Uh, that's because it's been wildly successful at paramount plus very successful it's been getting rave reviews um as a matter of fact we might have a little fan sets tie-in with prodigy later on during the fan test i'm just saying i'm not gonna say anything you mean on this week's track yeah that's possibility yeah because this gets released i know it's i you know have it. And Habit is watching Prodigy, and so people should be looking for that on uh, Nickelodeon. That was almost a professional segue. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Uh, moving on, Dan. Creation's 56-year mission is just seven weeks away wow. as we record this. That's hard to believe. I mean, it seems like it's been forever. Uh, and it looks like folks hoping to get discounted tickets might be out of luck this year. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Creation just recently announced via email uh, just this past week that there will be no Groupon or Gold Star offering of their tickets this year uh, with only purchases 
uh, point being their website. Very interesting. Creation says that they're also expecting a full house on peak days for the convention this year, which has been shortened from five days uh, down to four. So this is a big change from previous years because they used to make single day tickets available for as much as 50% off at times, which we have taken advantage of uh, in past years. So this was a surprise, but at the same time, not a surprise because of the uh, uh, number of guests and the amount of stuff they have planned coming. Well, that's it too. I, I I think that there's a number of things at play here. I mean, clearly, as we'll talk about in just a minute, uh, they're not shying away from the number of guests. The convention is fewer days, as you mentioned, and it's likely a smaller convention venue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to believe that um, that they're just they're just looking to sell out the event. Um, and, and who could blame them because that's what they're in the business of doing. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's funny. Every time I think about Vegas coming up and like you said, just s- seven weeks away, which is unbelievable. I still picture it, uh, over at the Rio, but I got to get my mind out of that. Cause I have no idea what ballots look like. So it's going to be all new to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of rumors about Bally's because I mean, it's convention space is theoretically split up at opposite ends of the hotel. Um, yeah, which is really kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. There's the main convention space, and I've heard a rumor that there may be events up on the top floor, and it's possible the dealer's room could be up there. I haven't been able to substantiate hmm. any of this, um, but that's the indication I have of how it could be laid out. If so, that means elevator times could be key. True. Um, so if you want to get to a panel, it may mean getting down the elevator or to the right floor or the right room uh, ahead of time so you don't miss any part of it. We won't have to go to the gym that week if we use the stairs. <laughs> I no. I know you've never been inside Bally's. No, not doing it. <laughs> um, I'm not doing the stairs. That's a lot of stairs. I would, I'd be dead by the fourth floor. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> that's a low bar. Wow. That's, that's very low. low. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what can I tell you? I'm honest. Uh, and let's just jeté right into the next story. Sure. I mean, speaking of creation, um, it looks like they're just going to keep adding guests even now as we've got seven weeks to go. And that's not a bad thing. You know, uh, if you can believe that right now, they stand at 127 guests, which I think just might be an all-time high for creation. That's That's kind of crazy and when you consider that we are actually two of the guests this year it's really a good thing that they've added people like rod roddenberry and tawny newsom from star trek lower decks and and our favorite savick from star trek three and four the wonderful robin curtis yes she has been added to the list uh, they are going to join the likes of william shatner kate mulgrew jerry ryan zachary quinto sonequa martin green anson mount rebecca romaine and about 115 other star trek guests in las vegas and just reminder that's going to be august 25th through the 28th at bally's on the las vegas strip it's kind of interesting to me also bill that it's at the end of the month instead of the beginning like we're so used to that's been really a problem for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of schools that are already be back in session at that time here in the northeast that doesn't happen for us as much um because here in in new hampshire specifically kids usually go back after labor day yes um, but that's the weekend immediately right before Labor Day weekend. So I can understand why families and other people may have different commitments that weekend. Absolutely. And it'll be interesting to see if there's any real dent in the amount of people that are there based on that decision. I've got to, I, I, I have no knowledge of this. I'm just speculating 100%. It's got to be because it's at a different location, different venue, and that's they didn't have the availability for the normal first week that the Rio always had for, for a creation. Yeah, I have to think you're probably right about that. This is going to be our first Vegas show in three years, yeah. buddy. Whew. 
Um, it's a little mind blowing. Um, this is the show that for us kind of feels like home, even though we're not from Las Vegas, not at all. Um, but it's the show that, that, the kind of, we started going to together, Mm -hmm. uh, several years ago. It's the one where we've made and met so many friends who we see every single year and we get to see them again. Some of them for the second time this year. I know. Amazing. Very cool. Um, in just seven weeks. In, In addition, the return of fan geeks party 2022 at Tommy Rocker's. Um, I, I, we we sold this event out. Now, Garrett, it's free tickets. We don't charge for this. We'll never charge for it. We sold this event out. The first ticket availability in record time. I don't want to. I don't want to pat ourselves on the back or anything like that. But I got to say, based on what I know is going to be happening and things that we've discussed, this one is going to blow your socks off, people. It's going to blow the doors open. Whatever phrase you want to use, you might as well use it because that's what it's going to be like that Friday night at Tommy Rockers. I cannot wait. I am so excited for it. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun, and that's the place to be. It's going to be that. That's where you want to be Friday night. The previous parties in years past were, no, uh, no lie, a great, great time. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun, each of those parties. Um, this one, we're going to be doing some different things that people are not expecting. Exactly. And uh, it's just going to be even more fun. And I can't wait. And I'll also say, we're not going to tell people what those are. They're going to be surprised at the party. That's one thing that is going to be cool is watching the reaction. So, yeah. yeah, we might like some. I will have to put that past the board. Um, yeah, really. Mm. Uh, and who's on the board? You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, that's going to bring us to our biggest thing of the week. The story that piques our interest the most. And this week, I got to say that honor goes to Star Trek Strange New Worlds and its upcoming season one finale. Um uh, we obviously aren't going to drop any details about the finale. I've seen the whole thing. You have seen part of it. Um, for as much as we would love to just start spilling the tea on this, it hasn't aired yet, so we can't. Right. Uh, but we are free to talk about the first nine episodes. So if you haven't seen the first nine episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, stop here. Right. Um, because spoilers. Um, Black alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red alert, black alert, you know, chartreuse alert. I don't care. Um, You you want to to be careful going forward. So, um, Dan, I think it's safe to say that um, not only was this the most anticipated season of Star Trek really since the next generation, but I think it's probably the most successful first season of Star Trek um, really since ever. Yeah. Uh, Probably since TOS. I I have to agree with you. And I said uh, a couple of years ago that I think the Lower Decks first season quickly became my favorite first season of Star Trek in its long and storied history. And I now say that that um, mantle has been passed to a new generation of Star Trek. uh, And it is Strange New Worlds because it is the best first season of a Star Trek series ever and I hate. I don't want to. I don't want to step on anybody's toes or hurt any feelings of any of the show. Nothing holds a candle to this first season. When you talk about first seasons, it is that big for me. It has been phenomenal in every way, shape, and form that I wanted it to be. I I, I hesitate saying these words because immediately it draws reactions of you know of incredulity. 
um, and people just not believing that this could be possibly true. But I, I, I'm going to be so bold as to say Strange New Worlds has become my favorite Star Trek series. Yeah. Um, displacing Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which will always have a huge place in my heart. But Strange New Worlds is it. Um, it, it is... It is everything we hoped it would be, yeah. and more. Now, I will I will not agree with you on that yet, but only because it's only been one season. But if anything that we have seen, or anything that we have heard about what season two is going to be like, because all the cast involved in season two says season two is just going to be incredible, I, I, I can easily say that that will probably be the case with me uh, after more seasons are released. I just want—I I just want to—I I, I'm, I'm afraid to give up my Deep Space Nine as number one right now. It's kind of like a little, a little hesitancy on my part. But hmm. season one uh, of Strange New Worlds, the acting, the special effects, the behind the camera, every single aspect, the storytelling. Everything has been great. Even the things that people were so worked up about before the show even aired, they have handled majestically. And I am extremely, extremely happy with what we have seen so far in season one. And and the finale, uh, holy, crowly, holy. And this isn't to crap on anything else. I mean, no, not at all. This doesn't mean that, you know, I, it, and we'll talk about this in, in Trek Geeks this week. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that we like any of the other new series less. Right. Um, I think for me, it's, it's rekindled. You know, a lot of what TOS made me feel when I initially became a fan of Star Trek, I and mean, that was the only Star Trek available. Right. Um, and I think that it, it it's it's that it's that optimism, it's that hope, it's that um, that episodic view, it's that that look at humanity every week at a different facet, and it just it it sings on all levels. It really does. I got to really agree with you on that aspect of the episodic television. We've talked about this a long a long time when we heard that Strange and Worlds was going to do this. And it does bring back that episodic feel that we loved so much with original series and, and TNG. The thing that I love about Strange and Worlds is even though it's episodic, they still have little breadcrumbs of an overall arc, but they don't focus on it so much that it tends to, to you know, just take all of your time and energy thinking about. They do it in a way that works and it is so refreshing to do this different planet every week that we're that we've been doing with this with this season one. It really is great. They have episodes that we used to love with TNG, especially where they focus in on one particular character or a couple characters per episode, and it doesn't take away from anything else with the rest of the crew. And I really just think every episode has been a standout. I really don't think there's been any episode that I disliked this season at all. Same. My only criticism is that i wish the seasons were longer yes absolutely um 10 episodes is not long mm -hmm. um i understand that it's it's an expensive show i understand that 10 episodes is is kind of becoming the new 13 but i i really i want for more i mean i'm going to be honest i want a minimum 13 if i get 16 i'd be really happy yeah and somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I'm going to get the number wrong, and I'm going to get the person who put it out wrong, and I apologize. I should have looked this up before we did news. But somebody pointed out recently that after this episode airs, the finale, this Thursday, this will be the – after that, it'll be the first time in over 40 weeks, somewhere between 42 and 48 weeks, that we have not had a new episode of Star Trek on at some point. That's incredible. 48, 48 straight weeks of Star Trek, 52 new episodes. Amazing. Um, I want to say it was Jim Morehouse who I think who it, yes, that. I think you're correct. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, it's it's you know they they said they wanted to get to a point where there was Star Trek pretty much year round and almost did here we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we did get fifty two new episodes yeah. in the last year amazing um, just spread over forty eight weeks um, which means lower decks will probably be showing up in August most likely even though it's not been announced um, because it's premiered in August each of its last two seasons looking forward to that so. one too that's going to be fantastic. Well, that's going to do it for the news from treknews.net for the week of July 7th, 2022. Remember, for all the news and all the Star Trek CEO, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. Have a great week, everybody. Live long and prosper. Coconut! Coconut! <laughs>